You ready? Okay. Welcome to Semi-Woke. Welcome to Semi-Woke. I am Sharia Mattis. I'm Pranav Bihari. This is a podcast where Sharia brainwashes me with one woke concept a week in an effort to turn me gay. No, no. So okay. no longer is it to turn you gay. It's now, now you must die and be reborn as the twinge in Duran Bernard's asshole when he hits a high note. Okay. That's okay. Okay. What is <laughs> that's <laughs> like nine different words I didn't understand in one sentence. You don't know Duran Bernard? This okay, let's go. Did let's go. I don't know why I'm acting today? surprised. Have you yet put something in your stomach? Did you he he did a tiny desk recently that went like super viral because he is so talented and okay. dressed up as uh Uncle 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 Bobby from the Proud Family. Okay. Remember the Proud Family? Do you ever watch the Proud Family? I never watch it, but I know it. And, yeah. yeah, and they had that uncle who had the who was the singer. Okay. And he was doing that and hitting amazing high notes. He okay. did mango butter. So I I'm gonna come back as this guy's butthole. No, no, no. The twinge in his rectum when he hits those extremely high. Twinge? Just the Oh, you know, the puckering. The little pucker. Oh, okay. The, you know, the little the, the you have to manifest into the actual action like you only come to life when that happens i think that's wonderful how one mouth controls what's coming out of the other mouth it's true. you yes. know it's kind of poetic it actually is that is that part of it that is yeah. a part of it or at least that's what my voice buttholes said. really be the sphincters are like the unsung hero of the body you know that's a topic they, look all day they're doing the work to just not let you shit your pants yes which is like super important. Yeah. Like social interaction. Our buttholes, our sphincters are all fucking ripped. Yes. Is the thing. Yes. I'm completely out of shape, but my asshole could lift. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my asshole could do so many curls. <laughs> <laughs> my butthole be deadlifting like, out here. Truly. My butthole yeah. is my strongest. All of her buttholes do CrossFit. That's right. You know what I mean? All her It's constant nonstop. <laughs> just fucking dragging a tractor trailer with its teeth. That's why people who do CrossFit are such assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you think our buttholes are like thinking themselves like, oh, Chipotle, I'm fucking, I'm going to break my, my PR this week, you <laughs> That's know? Right. That's pretty good. Yeah. We should start, we should, I mean, I feel like the butthole worship has started in earnest again since everybody's eating ass now. Oh, I know. I know the butthole thing. Like, don't get me started on that. To me, we've, it's, we've talked about eating ass quite a lot. Yeah, it's it's a sign of the apocalypse. For you sure. think eating ass is a sign of the apocalypse? You know, I I put this on a very metaphorical level, though. You know, before it's like okay, the mouth, you know, da, 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 da. but the butthole is very distinctly the site of decay and death. Okay, that's where you expel waste from. Yes, right, and which is a vital part of life in general. Yes, right, as a process, but it is the site of death. I call it the death box, the butthole. That's always, I, I used Jesus. to say that on stage and people, people just go with it because it sounds funny. It is the death box. And so now we're worshiping the death box, you know? Okay. I don't know where that went. I, I feel like Freud kind of pointed out that, yes, the, 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 the butthole is, for, uh, is decay and blah, blah, blah. But it's also like a very vital, like, sexual. Um, for sure. There's nerve endings. But, it's an unsung hero. But also like, it's, it's vital to the, like, it's like a part of the psychology of sexuality mm -hmm. theory that yeah. Freud uh, came up with while he was high on cocaine. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I look, I love buttholes. So don't get me wrong about that. I'm about I'm all for the it. Death box. Calling it the death box. That's a compliment. Is it a compliment? Well, you know, let's just say it is. Listen, nothing more that I as a straight dude that I like than being back there and pounding and the butthole just gives you a little wink, you know? It's nice. It's friendly. It's like, hey pal, I'm here for a little wink. 
Yeah, you know? I love that song. It's not a good song, but I'm out of town, thinking out of town. My pussy pink, my booty hole brown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna think of you every time I do this. This is semi well. Yeah, this is this is the first queer and straight collaboration since what? Uh, this is the first queer and straight collaboration since Bert and Ernie, and I won't tell you which one is the gay one. Fair. There, that's for you to decide, and that tells you a lot about you. That's right. Okay, that's a Rorschach for you. That's right. Okay. That's yeah. I think it's a good uh, intro it, it, into to our topic. Today. What are you teaching me about today? What are you brainwashing? Um, so I'm going to attempt you to teach you about the theory of compulsory heterosexuality. Okay, what is that? So, um, compulsory heterosexuality is. I gotta get the puss. That's what it's. That's like what it is. It's like you yeah. can't. You just have to. No, 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 no. I got to have it. No, no, it's compulsory, not compulsive. Okay. Compulsory. <laughs> compulsory is like you must. Yes, you must fuck get the, the puss. It is, or it, it's actually. Okay, so it is Adrian Rich's uh, theory. Adrian Rich is a poet and a feminist yeah. uh, icon. Uh, R.I.P. to a real nigga. Um, okay. She was not a real nigga. She was a white lady. But she was... <laughs> <laughs> she was... She, deep down, she was a real nigga. In the, like, 90s. You might remember this. She's like, around she's in the 90s. Like, I got my PhD at Princeton, and I got my N-word pass <laughs> from Sharia University. <laughs> she probably got her N-word pass from Alice Wong. If there's <laughs> yeah. anyone who's giving out N-word passes, it's probably Alice Wong. <laughs> she was, like... Like, I think, like, Bill Clinton tried to give her like an award or whatever, and she uh, refused it because because he's a rapist. Because he's a rapist, <laughs> and people were like, <gasps> like she was about her shit. She was real, and then they tried to give her another prize, and she wouldn't accept it. She only accepted it if uh, Alice Walker and Audre Lord were also highlighted, which is one of those like great like white ladies. And were they? Ship. Yes, they forced. She forced them to recognize two black good for her feminists. Like yes, because she was a real one. Um, anyway, so she she was mostly she was mostly known as a poet, but she also was very known for this essay, this nineteen eighty essay called uh, "Compulsory Heterosexuality, Lesbianism in a Thing." Mm-hmm. What's the actual article called? "Compulsory Heterosexuality and Lesbian Existence." Uh, <laughs> and so this pertains primarily to women and primarily to uh, women's sexuality, right? But okay. it's also it's a it's a theory that incorporates like very much like economic structures, social structures, and it kind of posits heterosexually sexuality itself mm-hmm. as a not a cult, that's my word, but as a as a as a societal standard more mm-hmm. than it is a, a traditional sexuality that like is is really about So right? meaning in the public space, heterosexuality is deemed the dominant it's not just that it's dominant it's that it's required it's required it is required it is it it, like because there's like a certain type of uh societal and i just want to reiterate no research has gone into this that's (laughs) that's the way we roll yeah so like i read it a really long time ago and i was gonna reread it but uh, i did something else yeah uh so like basically the demand of heterosexuality is like it's programmed into people to oh. the point where it denies women's sexuality, period. Right. And it denies men's sexuality as well. Oh, wait. So is this like the kind of phenomenon where is this the reason why, for instance, let's say in like the 50s or something, somebody, a woman who may have been a lesbian would just be like, actually, no, I want to just keep to myself and my, 
whatever. I, you know, I'm taking up origami, and that's my life's pursuit because she wasn't allowed to. The, the, it was outside the realm of possibility for, sure. for her to dive them yes, off. Yes, of course. Yes. And not only dive them off, but to have like actual open partnerships with women, right. but also why a lot of lesbians married men. Because you literally could not survive without a husband. You know what's so interesting about this? I'm reading a book right now. It's about uh, the formation of the CIA and the secret government. You know, it's called they The Elvis Chessboard. They invented 100%. The and, uh, <laughs> you know, they were talking about Alan Dulles. He's the founder yes. of it. And there were, and, and his, son, <laughs> his son, his the most evil dude ever, yes. actually. So responsible for why I these countries uh, like, in the state it's in. Really? But hell right they were talking about his son. He was a brilliant, like super genius kid, really sensitive, kind, took after his mother a lot. And they were like, oh, we th- they, there was like speculations that this guy's gay. Yep. But then his mom, when they were like, oh, we, I don't know about that. He was known to have an interest in a woman. And by the way, at that time, nobody came out as anything back then. Yes, it's true. That reminds me a little bit of what you're talking Wait, about. Wait, so let's actually get into it. This is somewhat of a, of a turn, but heterosexuality as a term was created very recently. Mm. It's like a term that was created like 100 years ago by this like Austrian dude shit. Sounds like something a gay dude would say. No, I'm just kidding. But that ass. But wait. So <laughs> heterosexuality. Wait, but that ass. Like, that's what happened. So he was defending his friend who was just like put on trial for homosexual acts or whatever. Mm. And he wrote uh, an essay to this other lawyer, also German. Who was his friend? OJ? No, I'm just kidding. OJ. Oh, uh, for, hetero- never, for, for homosexual, homosexual acts. heterosexual acts. No, if that was the case, there'd be a lot of people on trial. <laughs> yeah. Like most people would be on OJ trial. would be the first. OJ would be the first. No. If, okay, so you're kind of repeating what Audrey and Rich is saying is that heterosexuality is often defined by male violence towards women. Look, I'm not denying that. Yes, okay. I, I'm not denying Yes, that. see, that's what she's saying. Yeah. On her, see, she's literally in heaven right now, like, that's the shit I was saying over yeah. here. She's like, that's my N-word to me. <laughs> that's what she says. Like, she's like, that's she, my N-word right She gets there. a heavenly celestial <laughs> N-word pass. Thank you, Audrey, and that's my nigga. Uh, so, 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 like, this term was, was invented to explain but at the time, it wasn't homosexuals, monosexual is what he called it. Oh, yes. And even bisexuality, he was describing with a different term that I can't mm-hmm. remember. I should Google this shit. But anyway, he was he, monosexual. Is hilarious. I love monosexual. Yeah. Uh, but the key was explained. He invented the term heterosexuality to literally. That guy's a fucking mono. The very... <laughs> Why did we pick that? Why did we do homo instead of mono? Mono is great. Mono. That's great. I love that. Mono's out here. That's right. That's usually like, isn't that like, like a, a, a music term? Maybe, yeah. yeah right. And also mononucleosis, the disease. And you get mono, you get mono. That's right from kissing. Yes, yeah. baby, that's why. They Sorry, we we digress. We, we digress. Anyway, that term heterosexuality was just kind of like invented because the there was no belief in sexual variance, really. Right. Like even though even though sexual variance and sexuality, different sexual orientations have existed literally since time immemorial. Mm. The 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 it wasn't like you were you weren't defined by your sexuality. You were defined by your your societal position Mm -hmm. and that was determined by the institution of marriage Mm -hmm. like you literally Mm -hmm. you couldn't you were you couldn't have a credit card if you were a woman you couldn't own land if you were a woman you couldn't you know have your own money you couldn't move Uh, through a capitalist society without Mm -hmm. the protection of marriage right which also came with your own 
subjugation and with your own uh, desire to not desire, but like you're you are having to give up all of your freedom in exchange for protection and the ability to move right and world. restrictions on divorce were also pretty stringent hell yeah like for a time it was like you had to be adultery that was a reason no. that was like a primary reason and that's why in like the four uh, throughout the first half of the private eyes were such a huge booming business because yep. they were always there setting up yep. dudes to to cheat so that the woman could get a divorce yes and there's also that's also why a bunch of women killed their fucking husbands True. because there was <laughs> it's the original divorce it's the original really. divorce because you Death about to do us part, motherfucker. And it wasn't even uh, before before they they made uh, the the you know that one fault that you could you could leave your husband if he cheated on you. Before that, you couldn't leave him for shit. He could beat you around. He could have ten other girlfriends, but you you couldn't leave. You know what I mean? And and you know who really misses that shit? Stephen fucking Crowder. (laughs) Who is he? Oh, is he that guy who? Is he yes at, at his pregnant wife? Yeah. Like, what? He's, he's one of this pregnant, this pregnant you dudes, the like angry white man who've made a huge career of being an angry white man about traditional values. I, I like vaguely remember this guy. Recently, he was like, My wife shouldn't be allowed to leave. And she left. <laughs> oh, she left him? She left him. That's all. Awesome. And then a couple days ago, actually, they released, or maybe it was yesterday, they released a video. They found a ring video and she had, she leaked it of him just absolutely berating her and refusing to let her leave the house in the car. They only have one car. What? Yeah. And so he's got his own like Saudi Arabia, personal Saudi Arabia that he lives in. Let's not blame Saudi Arabia. Well, I'm just saying it's just white model. crazy shit. In terms of the model. Like, but that's also, that's a very Western patriarchal model. Well, it's like very biblical, right? It's very rooted in like... Don't blame the Bible. This is honestly, we blame all these other things, which really, and I'm going to say it, it's capitalism. It is capitalism that is that causes that because it makes men view women as possessions, and because they literally are. You bought her. <laughs> you bought her. You you paid for her dowry. She's dependent on you for living. Of course, is like women. That's you know this this essay came out. I don't know. I mean, patriarchy precedes capitalism, though historically. Okay, so patriarchy in it is 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 one separate thing from capitalism, but capitalism is what makes patriarchy continue to progress. I'm not, I didn't. Well, I think capitalism. You could say that capitalism is a patriarchal system, right? Yeah, you could say that. that it's, a, it's a system but, that uses patriarchy to to keep its wheels going, possibly. But now we're also seeing, right? Like, capitalism doesn't give a fuck. In a sense, that's why they're this whole thing of leaning in and da 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 is coming from. It's just know? capitalism. It's just capitalism with 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 a. It's just girlyfied capitalism. Yes. Yeah. Break, yeah. That has nothing to do with. It's still just capitalism. It's just capitalism yeah. taking feminism and yeah. using it, just as it used Precise. patriarchy. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, no. These things can exist outside of it, but ultimately they become the machinery of mm. capitalism. Yeah. And that's also what what she she says, like, uh, uh, you know, but if you have to depend. On marriage, if you're a woman and you have to depend on marriage to function in society, right? You are now being forced to be a heterosexual, a heterosexual person. person. Right. Not only that, you are forced to like to to strive for the 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 uh, ideals of femininity, right? Right under, under this this heterosexual. Well, structure. this is where another queer classic of cinema. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> Seems to be indicative of this. Am I wrong? 
that is about that, right? Where it's in, no, it's no, it's not compulsory homosexuality. It's compulsory homosexuality. That's right. That's what it is. That's yeah. right. That's it, that, which is so hilarious, and yeah. which is what I will institute as dictator. I mean, that's now it's now it's just marriage. That's right. right. Actually, you know what? I just watched a video. Shit, what the homegirl name? This girl, uh, very bitchy. I think is her name. She does like a YouTube video. She's very famous on YouTube. I'm sorry if I fucked her name up. Anyway, she does this video about about um the compet thing so compulsory heterosexuality is the audrey rich essay and it's offshoots mm-hmm. and compet is a 31 page tumblr thread <laughs> 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 which i don't mean to like i don't mean to <laughs> which is kind of like very much takes like some seeds of audrey and rich's ideas yeah. but then kind of goes off into this other thing about how really there is no it's to me it seems like and i didn't read the full thing so don't fucking but <laughs> like, you're gonna get dragged for not reading a whole tumblr I'm, i am she she didn't cite properly the tumblr so actually the homegirl got so much shit off that video about about the compet mm-hmm. tumblr thread because a lot of uh young queer people kind of found their identity through the prescriptions of the 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 compet tumblr thread right right like they were trying to like because basically it's like are you a lesbian it's called am i a lesbian right am i a lesbian Ooh. and it's like yeah it's and it's like are you a lesbian or are you by bi- are you do you think you're bisexual or do you are you not accepting your lesbian identity because you are afraid to exist in the world outside of the fucking dominating paradigm of heterosexuality right and heterosexuality doesn't necessarily just mean it, it has nothing to do really with your own sexual desires mm-hmm. you you almost you almost like pretend that you enjoy sex with men as a woman even if you don't enjoy it because that's what you were told you were kind of programmed by media and by like literature so meaning it's so internalized that you believe yes you're you're it's it's alienated you so much from yourself yes that you actually are you you basically you've drank the kool-aid you've confused you're in your the sunken place yeah. of straightness you do you confuse your own desires for kind of trying to meet, match the desires of the world around you right right which i think there's some truth to this much i make fun of that, that tumblr thread it's very interesting mm. i don't think it's necessarily as simple as that mm. i think it's a bit simplified i think audrey rich's uh, essay is way more complex like okay can i read let me read a little thing i want okay, to read a yeah. little thing from her shit yeah let's bring down the vibe that's Just right to... let's, let's <laughs> fucking fuck you let's bum everybody out shit. <laughs> um let me see okay so okay so whatever she's talking about uh barbara barbara ehrenreich and deirdre english's um thing about blah 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 uh, books and everything about like how to be a good American woman, but like they're Barbara Ehrenreich shoutouts. Um, so the thesis in this book is that the advice given American women by male health professionals, particularly in the areas of marital sex, maternity, and childcare, has echoed the dictates of the economic marketplace and the role capitalism has needed women to play in production and or reproduction. Women have become the consumer victims of various cures therapies and normative judgments in different periods uh including the prescription to middle class uh middle class blah blah blah. you see what i'm saying so like she's saying like the the kind of we're 
told from time immemorial mm-hmm. how to be the feminine ideal and that that is the thing that you should strive for. Right. And part of that is not only to be desired by men, but to be the kind of woman that can support men in their, you know, their own compulsory heterosexuality duties. Okay. Like being like the masculine, the dominant, the <clears throat> violent. Okay, so question, question. Couldn't you say, and and how, and not couldn't you say, because I'm not making a contention. I'm asking really, like, aren't those dynamics, like, how do you as a queer person feel that those dynamics are then kind of replicated in many ways within the lesbian community, right? You have, you have a binary there of them. You like, what was it? What's the kind of person you like? Um, I like, I like masks. People like studs. Studs, studs. Are you saying you're broke? Whenever you talk about studs, you get real broke. I'm like a real stud. Studs, <laughs> trying to get fingered by a fucking stud dyke. I forget stud all the dyke. other words that you use. Hike, right? There was, was the call of hikes. Like you, you're really into studs who look like dude, like roughneck dudes, like traditionally. So right? I, yes, I like masculine leaning uh, people. And for a long time, I was ashamed of what I liked mm-hmm. because I thought, well, aren't you? And a lot of people say that if you like studs, you're not really gay. Like, yeah, that's like a huge. I've heard studs say that. I've heard studs say that if you're attracted to me, you're not really gay. And it's like, I, so wait, what are what are they hoping for then? I, are they hoping for another stud to I pull up so. on them? But I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I think they, I think that, uh, that belief is very much rooted in. Okay, people are going to, again, come for me. But I think that's rooted in compulsory heterosexuality because you believe that by presenting masculine, you are erasing all of your, like, your womanhood. Even if you identify as a woman, a lot of studs can't think outside of the binary of gender expression. So they think, I'm presenting masculine. Wait, are you saying studs are the dumb jocks of the lesbian community? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I Studs, did you guys hear that? Boycott this pussy right I, here. No, please. <laughs> no, please. This pussy's canceled. No, they, no. Of course, the stud wouldn't say it. Yo, that pussy's canceled. That's right. That's how the stud would say it. No. I, 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 I didn't say that, but I also did not say that. You're basically <laughs> calling them a bunch of knuckle draggers. No, no, no. Right here. <laughs> I think a lot of studs are, 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 are like, I think because a lot of studs came out of, they, they learn about masculinity from men. A lot of the times. I think it's becoming less so as the generations go on and on. As you get older, I feel like studs as they get older, um, or as studs get younger. That's what I mean. The younger studs yeah. are kind of seeing themselves outside of that dynamic. They're able to to like formulate their identity outside of the outside of whatever hood niggas they meet in the street that let uh-huh. them hang out. You know, usually with right. studs, back in my day, it was one stud hanging out with a bunch of dudes, and then every once in a while, all the studs would get together and fight. But, uh, okay. Like, Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, there wasn't a lot of solidarity. It's stuff that's what we're seeing now is a lot of solidarity about a bunch amongst a uh, mass presenting women. But like the idea that you could be attracted to masculinity outside of men, um, like I don't think masculinity is in, is inextricably linked to men. I think it isn't the huh. the the sole purview of men at all. I spicy take. I no, I but very much within the discourse yes, right now. Yes, and I'm sorry, and I think that. A lot of masked people who don't identify as men do masculinity way better because they're and Audrey Rich says yeah, this in the article based on the, such traditional say, ideas, though. based on these traditional ideas of masculinity that have existed for millennia, for fucking time immemorial outside of just the binary of 
uh, biological Paint males Paint a picture of your ideal stud that you would date. So my ideal stud is someone who probably, you know, and now these are kind of newer studs, mm-hmm. I guess. Like well, you're, in the, you're into like roughneck stud types. And then you're also into like the nerdy where's Waldo looking. I want to, I want to, my, my perfect, my perfect partner is a mix of those two things. I want like a soft boy educated stud with, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to be crude here. I like fat titties. I like a fat ass. I like fat thighs. I want, I want a body that okay. is maybe typically womanly i know that's problematic to say uh-huh. but i want that bow bow like i want that i okay, like it's that like a neck tattoo some cornrows and a wife beat need a neck tattoo or any of that but i like a masculine presenting style i like a masculine presenting like whatever but somebody who can also like you know paint their nails and put on a little makeup if they want and like can feel free to exist outside of that binary. I love that. Sounds to me like you're inventing a whole new sexuality right now based on the chimeric being. No. <laughs> it's like, I need a stud with big titties, a fat ass, and some painted nails. Have you not seen that? That, that person exists all over the place. They're usually married. <laughs> Somebody has already <laughs> snagged that bitch. <laughs> they're not single, but they exist. <laughs> like, they are, you know what I mean? That's kind yeah. of what, what a lot of people Actually, you're like. kind of describing young thug. Ew. No. Okay. Well, I'm just Young saying. Young Thug ain't got titties or yeah, an that's ass. That's true. It's ugly. Right. I also like a pretty face. I'm sorry. I want a pretty face. Give me a pretty face. Okay. Like, I, I kind of like people who play of, of any gender. I like people of any gender who play within, play with that binary and their, their, their uh, presentation and, and whatever. And I think that is something that exists. Uh, Barbara Ehrenreich, not her. Audrey and Rich. <laughs> Audrey and Rich even talks about how people of marginalized uh, sexual orientations and identities, they have way more imagination when it comes to how to structure a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. That's why people in queer communities and queer spaces have like family, like they they family outside of just like- Genetic bonds. Not just genetic bonds, yes, genetic bonds, but also outside of like a two-parent household, which is a very individualistic mm-hmm. American capitalist version of what relationships right. are. The quote nuclear family. The nuclear family. <clears throat> Thank you. I was not, um, you know, I'd be, I'd be smoking. It's okay. so, <laughs> so, like, and like, she talks about how, like, queer relationships often are really formed around your sexuality. So, like, you'll have a relationship that might be um, more focused on how to uplift your community. And you'll like you'll have queer people who have different people in their household, a bunch right. of different people in their household. You might have a queer family that's based on mutual respect. And instead of being like, you're the masculine one, so you take out the trash, I'm the feminine one, so right. do this, even though that happens. Yeah. People are somehow have heterosexual dynamics in their relationships. Mm-hmm. But I would say that for the most part, queer people are able to conceive of a relationship that is egalitarian, that helps each other out outside of the roles, the, the binary roles right. that were like kind of dictated upon mm-hmm. the entire society, yeah. which is which requires imagination or requires a rethinking, which is why people hate queer people. So re- <laughs> rethinking social organization yes. entirely, right? And then rethinking the concept of the family. But is the concept of the family itself, can it still remain a primary kind of modus operandi of the queer community? But the family is people different. have a whole thing about what the family, like, not just what a family is, but just that the family yes. is the primary vital unit yes. of any society. Yep. Yep. And so would you say that queer people also believe that? I would not say that. And maybe maybe I that. should maybe that's a bad question. No, no, no. Right? But I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think 
I think it's a it's a fair understanding because I'm just curious. No, no, no. Right? And like, let's go back to the essay. She be saying shit like that. She was she was talking about shit like that. She was like Audrey Rich was like, um, like so much of especially like evolution, evolutionary science kind mm. of we we equate that to like a moral thing, right? Because it it, it requires two people of an opposite sex to get together and create. Uh, and, to, and to reproduce, yes. then that must be the apex of morality, and that must be be how we structure society. On right. that one relationship should be the basis of all society, mm-hmm. and queerness is goes kind of against that. It so, that. so yes, the family is everything, but the family isn't just the two people who are in a relationship. Mm-hmm. The family is the community. The family is at which is we support one another through mutual aid in the most like basic way possible. Mm-hmm. We all live together. We create our own families, mm-hmm. and they're not based on the things that uh, heterosexuality demands it be based on. It's mm-hmm. based on like genuine love and respect mm-hmm. first and foremost. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Ah, I'm curious about that in terms of like social organization, <clears throat> though. Right? Like, what what is the as you mentioned, like reproduction is the basis of like heterosexual social organization. So what is the basis of that? And what you're talking about is something like a very radical. Yes. And then could be construed in some sense as an anti-capitalist. Yes. Maybe. Uh, that's fascinating. To me. Which is, <clears throat> I think personally, I'm going to take it a step further. I don't know if she really explicitly says this, but I'm going to take it a step further. The reason why people hate, especially traditionalists and conservatives hate queer people is because they imagine a world outside of that. Right. Right. Because that they imagine a world that ultimately challenges capitalism. Mm. Like, because if you support each other, not based on who you are related to or who you were married to, Mm. if you support each other based on who you love and respect and want to thrive in the world and who gives you that love and respect as well, Mm. then that's basically communism. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, it's, it's like it has tinges of communism, yes, right? Yes. Or what we perceive culturally as communism. Yes. If you so. were valued, if I value you just because you exist and because I I love you, if right? I value you. Because so, I love could you. you consider a family would be like, um, let's say, like a bunch of studs together who all work uh, as welders because it's a trade. It's also a trade union. I studs. That is a not only a beautiful family but a great pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is what um, I mean, this was the conception conception of identity politics originally. Right. When it was first conceived by the yes. like Kambahi Collective or whatever. Yeah, right? the Kambahi River, Kambahi River Collective. That was like black lesbians who were like, wait, how do we fit into the anti-capitalist That's right. mold, et cetera. And then they kind of envisioned something similar to what we're talking. Yes. About. And I'm sorry. I would be remiss if I didn't mention this, because honestly, oh, we would never want you to be remiss. I know. I fucked up so much on this podcast. No, I called, you haven't. Because I have what I called Camille Paglia, who was actually- You called her somebody else. Yeah. You I were called, very upset about I was that. really mad. I've done it a bunch of times. I I, I confuse Iggy Azalea with Azalea Banks. <laughs> that was the most offensive thing you've possibly ever <laughs> I know, done. I know. The least woke thing you've ever uttered. A hundred percent. That is wild. That's like confusing Martin for fucking David Duke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's at that level of Iggy Azalea and Azalea Banks. <laughs> that is. I don't think it's so Azalea Banks. I, I'm the quote. In this I'm, hold on. I am the quote. I am the quote problematic one in this duo. But that's you. That's way more problematic than anything I've never right. even no, thought. You're absolutely right. You can misgender people all you want, but I I can't miss. 
I may, I may fuck up a they here That's and there. Right. But you're not uh, gonna. Woo. Yo, you're right. You're absolutely woo. right. Although, uh, fuck a Zillion Banks. Um, I mean, we can get into that. I guess you're not allowed to say that, but you are allowed to feel it. I have. <laughs> I, I've always enjoyed her. She's beautiful and lovely, but she destroyed her career for no reason just by being crazy. She needs mental health help. I've, I've written like a, a synopsis of a pilot based on her. Oh wow, to read it sometimes. Okay. Um. Okay. So, so okay. So some of the criticism of Audrey Rich's uh, essay is that it doesn't explore because, of course, the the heterosexuality as it's defined for white people and for people of a different class uh, is totally different. Heterosexuality is defined differently by what class you're in and what race you are in. Right. So the, it, there is a, they were yearning for some sort of intersectionality. So there has been some updates that I probably only read a very small portion of in my classes because nobody cares. Um, so this, so they've made some things like, uh, okay, hold on. Uh, no More Secrets, No More Lies, African-American History and Compulsory Heterosexuality by Maddie Dora Richardson, um, which I have not read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she's like, any divergences from the social norms of marriage, domesticity, and the nuclear family have brought serious accusations of savagery, pathology, and deviance upon Black people. This is so fucking Oh, and witchcraft. Point. Have you ever read Sylvia Federici? No. You would love her. She's an anti-capitalist feminist writer. You should check her out. And it's called Witchcraft? Uh, she writes a lot about that. Actually, I haven't, that's the one book of hers I haven't read, but it's about it's about um, women, witches, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Second. Yeah. Okay. I've only read one book of hers. A collection of the only thing that I've heard that I've read really, and it's so unfortunate because I kind of stopped reading it after a <laughs> while, mm. <laughs> but the only thing I've read that really kind of touches on this is Sami, a new spelling of my name, the Audre Lorde book that explores her like you know this the, that's where the africette thing comes from mm-hmm. so that's really the only thing so i'm gonna i'm gonna check that out uh about like black lesbianism and black uh deviance or whatever but sexual deviance as it's perceived in the black community right. but she says that like like black people a group that are already stigmatized in multiple ways black women face additional pressures from both the black and white communities toward heteronormativity divergences from heterosexuality place black women in particular risk of physical harm or social exile and that is like a hundred percent i think that's why i kind of tried to be straight for a little while right like i i genuinely believed because of the 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 response that i was getting not necessarily from my mother because she started to come around after a while but from like everyone else, like if you say that you're a lesbian, especially back then, if you were saying you were a lesbian in, the, in a lot of these black spaces, people denied you straight out. Like, oh, well, you know, just told you it's you a fascinating thing. Like I, it's it's really funny because I, uh, a good friend of mine is black uh, and a woman, and she, you have other black women friends. I'm sorry, how dare um, you? But and they have engaged, uh, or she's engaged in lesbian activities or whatever like she's like bisexual but she would never call herself that and she denies it at all she's like i'm not a lesbian she's yep. like i did have a threesome recently with a woman and da, 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 and she's like into it but she she absolutely I... rejects any kind of queer identity whatsoever people get so especially queer people who are like i'm ghost they get so mad at people like that but i totally understand when you walk through the streets with a with a girlfriend especially walking through the streets with a masculine girlfriend people fucking try you they try you especially as a black woman because everything you do as a black woman will be questioned and commented on but when you're walking through the streets as a black lesbian, there's it makes you so uncomfortable. Like I used to, for a long period of my life, I was having boyfriends and then cheating on them with girls. 
Hit their mom. With, yes. Oh my god, that was like my looming threat. Even when I was when my sixth grade boyfriend, I used to tell him I was gonna fuck his mom. Oh she was so hot. She had like buzz cut hair. She was a stud. She was not a stud. Not she was just a white lady with very short oh, hair and a bit lady. of a mustache. Oh, okay, so, that sounds like a fucking stud. I to think me. so. Too. Okay, I think so too. She said short hair and a mustache yes. and a neck tattoo. I wonder okay. if the compulsory heterosexuality got to her as well. I do wonder, but I used to tell him all the time that. I was gonna finger his mom. <laughs> I was in the sixth grade, <laughs> and I would never have oh, said I was like gay. a prodigy. I never would have said I was gay. Yeah, <laughs> like I used to masturbate to a bunch of different girls. I mm. loved to brat, but I would have never said that I was gay. And when I finally did say I was gay, problem. Then I kind of like by college when I found myself attracted to a man, mm. I was like, well, let's just do this. Let's just right. really like commit to this. And I still couldn't. Right. <laughs> You're like he really reminds me of. Um, Dead ass. You know. My first boyfriend was a buzz cutted, fat tittied yeah. uh composer. Wait, love to the rapper's name? Young Ma. Oh, Young like, M.A. He's cute. He reminds M. me of Young M.A. Literally, yes. Wait, yeah. Yes. That's like the vibe, right? Yes. So it is like a vibe. What's interesting, though, is like, okay, what is the origin of mask, right? That's like. It's a vibe, like you said. Yeah, it's a vibe. And I'm, it's a vibe. Yes, now it is. But what is the origin of it? Is it, it always is. been a with men? But it's also within women. There have always definitely been, there have always been masculine women. There have always been feminine men. There have always been people who identify outside of that binary. Always, always, always. Mm. Time immemorial. There are literal. As much as they try to burn that history, there's still, still so many, so much evidence of mm. that in in in, in societies and cultures, For sure. specifically indigenous societies and cultures. Mm. So that masculinity is not the sole purview of men. Neither is femininity the sole purview of of women. Mm. And I think once you start on that path, that's how they get you with the woke mind virus. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they're trying to teach our kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's time for us to like I think like things like th- looking at uh issues of compulsory heterosexuality are and like actually studying this thing like like studying critical theory like they're trying to get us to stop doing <laughs> that is something that will lead us to imagine a world outside of the extremely like the world we live shackled in world that we live we really cannot a lot of people cannot envision a world outside of the way that it's set up they will admit that it's fucked up mm. they will admit that it's wrong and still be like well there's just no other way and it's time for us to look at culture as something that can be right <laughs> well this is like this is we brought this uh metaphor before of just a fish out of water a fish imagining life outside of water yes yes or like right. yes like a like a fish meeting a diver and being like take that shit off and the diver being like, I can't. I can't. And the can't. fish is like, you're a fucking pussy. I can do it. I see you <laughs> down here. This is literally what it is. You need to get top surgery, which is actually gills. <laughs> All right. Now we're now we're moving it around. <laughs> we're moving. Now we're confused. You got bottom surgery. It's a dorsal fin. That's right. Bottom surgery is just uh, not getting the bends. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, that was that. That was very fascinating. It was uh This is a really. It was like a kindergartner's explanation. <laughs> no, but to a kindergartner. <laughs> to a kindergartner. But it's good. Yes, exactly. What would a straight flag look like? Ugh, an American flag. An American flag. A Nazi flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
uh, also the word straight, like all these words were created to That's like defend yeah. queer rights. It's so funny. The word heterosexuality was, was literally made to defend okay. queer rights. Straight is a word created by gay people to initially was supposed to describe queer people who went back in the closet. Wait, wait, repeat that? Yeah, so gay people in like the 1910s, 1920s, something like that, when uh, when gay people like would leave gay culture and go get married, they called them straight. Oh. They've gone straight, straight yeah. right? And then that became just the word for being heterosexual. Yeah. But actually straight originated as a term in queer communities for people who recloseted themselves. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's right. You, y'all owe a lot to us. I mean, I guess. our whole identity. To, I mean, to you had to formulate our identity to formulate your own, in a sense. To, not to formulate our own identity, but definitely to defend it. Well, to, to, to identify. Put it, yeah. Yeah. To okay, get, you're right. To get it, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Put it, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. But actually, I don't really believe But that, that is a function of what you're what you're telling me about, compulsory heterosexuality. Yes. Before, it was like, we didn't need a name for it because it's only just this yes. one thing. And the word straight is was literally born out of a need to define compulsory heterosexuality. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is interesting. We need to do, this is why we need more podcasts. I, I, we need more, we need, I mean, this is literally what our podcast does. That's so. right. This is bringing, bringing uh, people together. Yeah. That's right. You're here to brainwash me. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking you with the strap of <laughs> <You're> intellectualism. Not... <laughs> <laughs> fucking you with the strap of queer theory. Oh, God. That is good, you pussy. Uh, <laughs> uh, should we go on to our, our new segment? Yes, we... Should we do which segment should we do first? This one? This is our new segment. What about the other one? We're doing it next one. Okay, fine. Yeah, one segment per app. Okay. Like, that's, that's all these fair. that's all these pigs get. Yeah, fuck them. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, we have a new segment. Okay. And this is based on Sharia's desire to reduce everything to capitalism. That's right. A Not noble... desire. Skill. 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 <laughs> actually, true. Truly skill. Yes. Um and I love it. And it's fun. So we'd say, let's let's make this a segment. We're calling it. Blame capitalism. Yes, blame capitalism. Blame it on the cat, 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 cat. <laughs> we are going to get that it's fully produced as a theme song for this okay. segment, but for now, I'm just going to have to acapella okay. that shit. Let's okay. do it together. Blame it on the cat, 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 with Sharia in front of. Uh, Sharia, we're gonna. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna set a timer. First okay. of all, you're gonna pick a topic. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna give you 30 seconds to connect the dots, okay. and then you gotta go. So Shit. get the timer set up. Okay. Wait. First, you gotta pick a topic. I'm going to. Okay, okay. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. You get 30 seconds. Okay. Now pick out of the pink hats. My pink beanie, gifted to me by my niece Kenna. Um, I'm shaking it up. Oh, look, shout out to Kenna. Yeah, wonderful. I love Kenna. She's so beautiful. She is. She's inside and out. Okay. Go ahead, close your eyes, dig around. Oh my God, what's in here? Why are they all wet? Okay. <laughs> Topic is, <laughs> what is oh, it? Yes, Jussie Smollett. Jussie Smollett, I my could... favorite. Timer starts now, you have 30 seconds to think. Ding, okay. ding, ding. I don't know if that song's licensed or something. The Jeopardy song? They met on the cat. Yeah. I think I got it. I think I got it. You got it? I think I got it. Wow. Okay, right. here we go. Doing Jesse Smollett. Blame it on capitalism. Go, Sharia. Okay, so this is how I can blame Jesse Smollett's particular downfall mm -hmm. on capitalism. First of all, Jesse Smollett comes from a family of child actors. Jesse Smollett himself was a child actor. Yes, they had a TV show about with him, Journey, and 
a couple of other light skinned babies, and they were all in a, <laughs> they were all in a house and blah 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 blah. It was a sitcom, whatever. It was not very long, but then he experienced a long drought in his career, part, due in part to well, first of all, here's how I can blame capitalism. One, he was forced to work as a child for his family. Child labor, ding. child labor, ding! An invention of capitalism. Capitalism's favorite baby. Boom. The number two, he was out of work for a long time due in great part to prejudice against queer or people who are perceived as queer, especially black men who are perceived as queer. That is a function of capitalism. Ding. Alienation. Ding. Ding. Yep. And then for him to do the thing that he did, let's be real, he did it. <laughs> he did it because Empire was not doing him service on the show. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to, you know, get more storylines and knew that if he made himself a national public figure and is a defender of queer rights mm -hmm. and a, and the he was ca calling himself the, the black Eminem and all this stuff. Yeah, the black two, the gay two The gay two I'm about. sorry, the yeah. gay two <laughs> The black Eminem is hilarious. <laughs> that is the fucking funniest <laughs> phrase of all time. Right, no, 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 no. That's right. Same difference. <laughs> the only reason why he did, he orchestrated this terrible plan was so that he could survive and thrive under capitalism. Ding. And the only reason these two brothers pretended to be MAGA people yeah. who scream MAGA nigga, <laughs> Empire nigga, because you know. No, Empire F word. Empire F word. <laughs> That's right, because um, all MAGA people loved Empire. Yeah. Like they hate black people. But God damn it, if they didn't love Cookie. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> the only reason why these two poor black black dudes took the did this was for money. They right. took the money yeah. to orchestrate this stupid fucking plan. Well, who wouldn't see like a total narcissist though and be like, can you just beat me up for money and be like, sure, I'll take that. <laughs> Some like little careerist turd who's just like, I need more. I, they're going to fire me off of Empire unless I stage a hate crime. Like, and it's like, what? what? Like, that is a crazy, come up with a single. Right, right. <laughs> introduce that as a as a fucking plot line on the show. What is your problem, Jesse? And he's actually extremely talented. Uh, psychopath. Except in writing. <laughs> yeah. He's not a good writer Wait, at all. No, he's a good writer. He's just not good at executing plans. And Dude, that's the same thing. He is not a good writer. What? That's such hey, a good here's idea. Here's the plotline for a hate crime. I'm in downtown Chicago. Boom. Worst immediately. Wait, not even. He's in downtown Chicago at three in the morning three, by himself to get a sandwich <laughs> from Sandwich. Yes. <laughs> Okay, listen. And then him walking home with a noose around his neck. It's like, this is a Looney Tunes. It's like, in Looney, that's something out of Looney Tunes. That's not where you just walk around. I feel like you're being really unfair. It's not. I, I reveled in the Jesse, the Jesse thing. It was so fucking it funny so to me. Funny. It was ridiculous to me. But I think you're not giving him enough credit because he needed a director. Mm -hmm. Okay, he had a good idea uh, to stage a hate crime. I think this is solid. Yeah, Republicans do it all the time. Mm -hmm. and I think yeah, a good idea. He just he couldn't pin down the details, and he wasn't good at execution. And and I think if he had pitched that as a storyline to Empire, the writers' room would have been able to turn that into something that made some sense. Yeah, just not in Chicago. <laughs> okay, <laughs> come on. He definitely wouldn't be wearing the noose in the hotel room <laughs> until the the fucking cops came. Girl, ma'am, did you see the interview with him and Sway? <laughs> it's so funny. He's trying so hard to be like, I would never, why did I do some shit like that? And you can see the like the tear in his eye. He's like, why did I do some shit like that? <laughs> okay, so you're connecting the Jesse Smollett cast to um, so all of that is a function. His of career, 
his career, career, but also the two uh, desperate immigrants who right. are willing to put their freedom on the line to yeah. fake a hate crime with an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, look, does this have to do with the surplus value of labor or things like that traditionally associated? Not necessarily. But here's a good way of me for, for framing it for me. Okay. Why it is cap is that this would not happen in a non-capitalist right. society. That's hundred <laughs> percent. Like you would never see this happen. You in Uzbekistan in nineteen fifty-five. That's right. You notice as many problems as China might have, they have never had a Jesse Smollett. Okay. They don't play that shit. Oh my God. That was excellent. All right. This is the first try. We're gonna we're gonna keep going. That was great. Going. That was called Blame Capitalism. That's right. Uh, with Sharia and Pranup. Um, how are you feeling? Um, Connor, where are we at time wise? Okay. Hey, yeah, I think we're good. I think it's time to land this plane. It's time to land this plane. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, please uh, check us out. Uh, please rate us and and write us reviews on Apple. Yeah, podcasts. and Spotify everywhere. Spotify, you can't do reviews, but give us five stars on Spotify. Yeah. Give us reviews on Apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, send us. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Subscribe to us on all platforms. That's right. Semi woke. Yeah. Follow us on IG. Semi un- uh, at semi Sem- underscore woke underscore pod. pod. Follow me at Pranahaha. Follow. Sharia, Sharia Mattis comedy, S H E R I A M A T T I S comedy. Sure. Um, and and on uh, like uh, TikTok, and, uh, Sharia did that because nobody, yeah, nobody follows me on TikTok. I do. I have thrown it's worth it. It's a great, it's a, it's a great follow. <laughs> I hate, I hate it. Oh, um, and and you know, uh, fucking support us and say what's up and yeah, hit talk to us. And talk and back. You know? Yeah, we do. We talk back. We love you guys. We Thanks for you. tuning in. Stay, stay semi woke. Stay semi woke.